Hey there, welcome to Sunday Brunch, a conversation over coffee between friends where we discuss everything from foundation to food. This week we'll be looking at money. Money, money, money. What do they say? What's this one? Money, money, money. <laughs> Sample that. Um, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, we just kind of already caught up. Yeah. We, we shoot We shoot our shot too early. Yeah, yeah I feel like though we've always... For the last few weeks, we've been in such a rush to film because we've had so much other stuff going uh, to film, to record. <laughs> Everyone's like, wait, this is YouTube. <laughs> no, to record that we haven't really caught up properly. Yeah, because we've been busy, busy bees. But today we – well, you were working from home today. Yeah. And I had a day off. So, so we're ladies of leisure doing this at a normal hour. <laughs> Are you going to go for a run after? I am. And I was just saying before to Lauren that – um, I went for my first run of the year yesterday. Yep. <laughs> it's February, but it's fine. <laughs> no, that's not that bad. Well, I was saying that I had already been going back to Pilates, so it was just I hadn't gone on a run. It was the smoke and the heat, and I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I've run 20 kilometers in the last 15 hours. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's how it was when I was running. When I just <sighs> finished my run this morning, I'd done oh, okay. 20 kilometers in So you ran hours. this morning, not this afternoon. I ran, yeah, I ran yeah. late last night because just the way the day yeah. went. I ended up working back late and then I came home and my cat had like vomited over my bed and my dog had destroyed a book in my house oh. so both the, nothing like that ever happens and both of them had done something in tandem that sort of delayed me and then I was just tired so yeah. by the time I got to the gym it was 8 30. Was it a book you were reading? No it was um, <laughs> an act- actually an atlas that was sort of on oh, display okay. <laughs> but we're going to have to get it respined. Respined? Oh, no yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, because so it's annoying. still like none of the pages are out she's chewed the back of it <laughs> puppy being a puppy um and then this morning I felt so sluggish and slow and that's when I said to you I'm so tired but yeah. I got to the gym because I just wanted to get it done for the day yeah so I've been putting in maximum effort in the running thing I think I want to do my um charity run again this year at the half marathon no or... like the 10k a day thing oh yeah that will be good maybe you can do 5k a day for 30 days i could do 5k and we can do it in tandem as a sunday brunch fun ra- fundraiser we could yeah i i couldn't do 10k no a day. no that's that fine but if you did if you did 5k a day you yeah, could, could do that i could do that that's more achievable and it's winter so it's winter. the heat isn't a problem when what time of year do you do it i did it in august last year well, if I'm not here, I'll do it in Europe. <laughs> oh no, that would be dangerous. But I no, was just but I thinking, could maybe like, find like a gym or something. Hmm. We'll think about it. I, I kind of want to do it again. Do you have to do it in that month? No. Oh well, maybe we can just pick. Do a it when you month. can. Pick thirty days when we can do it. April. Yeah, that's kind of soon though. Yeah. Am I psychologically ready? Actually, to be fair, I've done ten k in the last four days, so. It's pretty much <laughs> like halfway there. It was a lot for me, but yeah. Um, anyway, tell us about Hate It or Love It. What have you done this week? What have you read, watched, consumed? So interestingly enough, the well, it's not very interesting, but the fifth Terminator came out mm-hmm. on iTunes. So we watched half of that, which I must say, it's not as good as the first ones, but I think they're just classic yeah you know but we're gonna finish it just because and um yeah um and then I started continuing to read a book that I hadn't that I was reading and I hadn't finished what what is it so these are actually the kinds of books I like to read Mm -hmm. and it's nothing like what you like to read that's fine but it's 
called Genius Foods. Mm. Um, and it's about this guy whose mum has dementia or had it. Um, she started developing early onset de- dementia. And he was like, well, it's nothing to do with her um, like hereditary because no one else in her family had ever had it. And so then he was like, well, it must be her lifestyle. Um, and he did, he was a, I think he was a dietitian or a doctor. Um, they're very different. I don't Mm -hmm. remember. (laughs) I'll have to double check. Oh no. But, um, he basically left his job and started working on his helping his mum basically. And, um, it's basically about brain foods and what is best for your brain and stuff. And it's really cool because there's like a chapter on each food Mm -hmm. and like, it's things like olive oil and avocado and Mm, yeah. And it's not even just for your brain health, but also your day to day health as well. That it's like really good. Like olive oil can actually help. Like if you have a tablespoon every day of really good, you can't just get like dodgy olive oil it's like got to be good quality like cold pressed virgin olive oil and um it can actually stop you from getting sick and things like that so it's really interesting and um I started reading that again Mm, that sounds really interesting yeah I actually used to listen to a podcast I had to stop because it was so like so far down the vegan pro vegan Mm. alley that it just became like sort of insulting to people that didn't consume a full vegan diet um but basically he interviewed someone a couple actually that were researchers and they went to a few different communities around the world and they noticed that in one community that was 50 percent vegan Mm. the cases of alzheimer's and dementia were so so incredibly low because a lot of those foods that you turn to when you don't eat yeah meat or dairy a lot yeah. of plant-based things like um yeah olive oil and yeah. avocado are, are really powerful brain foods yeah so that was that kind of aligns in that respect yeah but if you like that book you know what you should read what blue zones of happiness yes i've downloaded it yeah i was gonna say that what you were just talking about reminds me of blue zones i actually have their i like have an account with them online for their recipes mm-hmm. um because they're i think some of the blue zones are in like japan africa yes. Well, there's um, definitely Japan, um, Bhutan was another one. Uh, there's there's a community there. I yeah. think it's Norway as well. It's um, really interesting, blue zones. There's one in Central America or South America. Mm. Basically, all these places have populations with really long lifespans. And it's it's not just their food, though. It's their, it's their lifestyle. full lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's what he does. He goes there over time and looks at why these communities um, are all in very different geographical locations, yeah. but with all the same outcomes. Yeah. And he narrows it down to a few effects that they all have in common. And a lot of them are like they have um, a sense of community. Yeah. And, yeah, they might... purpose Yeah, well. purpose. They might eat predominantly like very healthy foods yeah um one of them was um sort of like they had a belief whether mm. or not it's religious yeah. belief or it's like they believe in a higher power I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Because it, and um, a lot of them had really tight communities because then if you're in a community people are looking after you and yeah keeping track of you and i think it's also um from because my dad's read it and i remember him telling me about it and this is why i like sort of got onto it i just haven't read it yet but um, he said something about 
when you're older and being around children Mm. as well and that helps as well well it doesn't let you fall into the trap of being traditionally old yeah in terms of your thinking and it keeps your body young because you're chasing them around yeah um and a lot of places where there was a community people were taking care of the children while other people went to work and people would provide meals so there's not less a lot less pressure on individuals to do everything Mm. and i think even when they retired like in a formal sense they still had things to do that yeah kept them going. there was no such thing as people becoming old in yeah, inverted commas exactly. and being stilted yeah so i think you should definitely read that after this one yeah i finished the book that i've been reading for a few weeks now thank goodness i really found it a struggle yeah really. i spoke to my mom about it and she had read it and even she was like probably shouldn't read it until you're like mid 40s because mm. the kind of experiences that it talks about are just i get it but i don't think it's as relatable yeah um the author is very much she writes for relationships but to me if if you were to ask me what the book was about there were a few central events over an extended period of time that were noteworthy Mm. but there's no true crux of the story yeah did you um was it a big book um yeah, like reasonable. I could have read it a lot quicker if I liked yeah, it. Yeah, because I was going to say, I <laughs> yeah, feel like For it's me, it took a long you, time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I actually started, um, one of my friends borrowed, gave me um, Eat, Pray, Love to oh, read. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she lent me that book have and I started it this movie? morning. No. So I Will started this morning. Will you read it and then watch it Probably or not. you just read it? I just yeah. read it. And I wasn't expecting it to be as, I kind of was expecting it to be a little bit more sugary. Yeah, But right. it's quite. Um, I don't know what the, obviously I have no idea what the movie's about, but her approach is quite methodical Mm. and she writes extremely well. And I know she's a very Mm. esteemed writer um, and she's obviously super intelligent, but I have, yeah, gotten through a lot of that today. So um, hopefully on the weekend I get through a lot more of that. If you like it, you will. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you, did you watch anything? Um, Apart from Terminator? (laughs) Half of Terminator. Mm. No, not really. I've spent the whole weekend unpacking Mm. um my room is finally at a point that I'm happy with that's good um I did the fridge (laughs) which is so fun but it's like organized and things labeled and I'm just feeling good there's still it's still like a little bit of work in progress in certain areas like my mum has to clear things out and stuff but Apart from that, I didn't really have much time. (laughs) Yeah, you'll settle into it. I think so. I'm just happy that, like, I'm slowly feeling like I'm getting back into a rhythm. Yeah. Like, making breakfast again and Going for runs again. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's been a highlight for me. (laughs) Yeah. But what about you? Have you heard of the Miss Americana documentary on Netflix with Taylor Swift? Oh, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. So I watched that on Saturday night because... (laughs) Did you like it? Well... Uh, probably a year ago I would not have used my time to watch it Mm. but I really liked her last album like loved it I still I still really like her music and Mm. I think because she's a singer-songwriter she's very talented Mm. and she seems like a very relatable person which is my type of person because she likes cats I actually watched (laughs) her do an interview on Ellen DeGeneres yeah and she got I think she needed laser eye surgery Mm -hmm. and so she got laser eye surgery and they put you on these really like harsh drugs because it's so painful and she was like crying about a banana (laughs) her mum like filmed it and then sent it to Ellen and she didn't even know that her mum had done that Mm. and it was oh wait no that's a lie it wasn't on Ellen it was on Jimmy Kimmel oh right yeah I think it was advertising 
the it was like part of advertising her documentary Mm -hmm. but oh my goodness it was so funny because she wanted to get you know like in a bunch of bananas if you want one but then another one comes off yeah. that's what she did and she started crying and her she was like oh no like I can't get the banana <laughs> <laughs> no this was like the documentary was really serious which I wasn't yeah. expecting it to be yeah. she's definitely gone through a fair bit it really shone a light on the Kanye saga when oh, she really? was at the AMAs and he interrupted her speech because he said you know the famous mm. I'm gonna let you finish but Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time and in that moment you see her on stage and she looks shocked because Mm. of course she was maybe like 19 or 17 18 19 Mm. and this has just happened and Kanye had never spoken to her before and then suddenly he's on stage with you and you're really excited then Mm. he says that but she was actually in her head she thought that the people booing were booing at her but like she won everyone was booing at him because he had done that so she internalized that as people are upset with me yeah I feel like did she take a break for a while she did but it was mostly after you know after he put her in another song Mm -hmm. and then they released Mm -hmm. a phone conversation of her saying it was okay yeah but her point of view on that and who's to say like who knows what the truth is because there's so many versions of the truth out there but her point was that she was agreeing to promote his song on twitter apparently not agreeing Mm -hmm. to her being put in the song in those lyrics um so yeah I felt sorry for her in that respect because she kind of felt like everyone turned on her and I think she was very good at articulating the fact that growing up in the spotlight like that makes you very accustomed and very used to people praising you Mm. and if people didn't love what she was doing then that directly impacted her career so she was hooked and addicted to being loved yeah not just as a person but as a singer-songwriter so when that stopped she felt that pretty astutely and then mm. she took a year off mm-hmm. basically and went undercover and then she came back with the reputation album the new the no second, i want the yeah. second newest yeah, one yeah. um and it sort of highlighted that her relationship with her mum was really evident in it. Mm. It also talked about her transformation into someone who was willing to speak out about politics mm. And then she that's was what her newest album sort of is like it's, sort of it's like more I feel like her newest album is really um highlighting a lot of minority groups yeah well you so need to calm we, down yeah, yeah. yeah um and she had traditionally been really quiet mm. on politics when the Trump election was on a lot of celebrities were moving going forward and saying you have to vote mm. vote for Hillary um and she stayed quiet but it detailed that the reason she stayed quiet was because her management team was really against her speaking out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but the Dixie Chicks, do you remember the Dixie mm-hmm. Chicks? They were in a con- were in concert in the early 2000s and they said something like something about uh, the current president and how they were at war in Iraq and how they hated it. Something mm-hmm. about it's almost enough to make you forget that our president sent us to Iraq or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It wasn't particularly unsavory and they got so much hate for it like they were almost blacklisted so she'd grown up in this environment of country music singers saying you don't want to do a dixie chicks you don't want to speak out yeah because her job is not to be a political advisor it's to sing songs yeah but then yeah absolutely also allowed to have her own opinion yeah but then when you think of the age of social media and what she can do if she has a voice and Mm. says if she can basically changed people's opinions than she wanted to so it was for the midterms and in Tennessee there was a person running that basically was 
saying no to equal pay, no to protection for women against stalkers. Mm. It was quite, like, quite serious. And it showed her begging her team, who included her dad, and he was very much against it. Mm. He was like, it's just, it's stupid, not just for your safety, but for your reputation. Yeah. And obviously she did it anyway. And um, after she came out and said that, there were more um, registrations to vote in that one day since wow. she'd said it then like went in a super long period of time before that so that's what she's sort of continuing now with her pride awareness mm. and that sort of really interests me it didn't nothing mentioned the scooter braun controversy you know how he bought that music label and now he owns her music oh no i didn't know yeah that's a whole big scandal but apparently there's something about her re-recording it so that she owns it but as it stands she doesn't own any of her really her music because of the label that's been bought out but (gasps) that's so yeah she's definitely been plagued by scandal but i guess a lot of people have Mm. um are you gonna are you gonna watch the justin bieber no (laughs) well i mean you never know (laughs) no he's just i think taylor swift is intelligent yeah yeah I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think Justin Bieber is. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's difficult. I think Taylor Swift was a little bit older when she was put in the spotlight. Compared Probably to, only by a few years. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. The quality know of her songs is... Yeah, I know. But I think he was like 12 or something. So mm. he's really had to do a lot of growing up, mm. you know, in like from when he was like so young but so. if you were a pr manager would you rather be taylor's pr or justin's pr i don't think i'd want to be either of their PRs. i would definitely be taylor <laughs> she would make your job a lot easier than him because yeah she's Although articulate and intelligent married, yeah he's but he's just not chilled. really doing anything <laughs> yeah, i don't know I, I don't i don't have any don't have any time for justin <laughs> um but yeah i recommend it it was a good watch and it only went for an hour so it doesn't yeah, take that much out of your time but if you ever wanted to know what goes on behind the scenes she seems quite isolated as well yeah very busy very isolated touches on a few body image issues which was interesting because i'd speculated but never heard her say that yeah. she had struggled with disordered eating yeah I don't know if um, you ever watched Demi Lovato's one. I but didn't, she, but I heard about it. Yeah, she touched on a lot of that as well. That hers was, touched on drug addiction yeah, issues and like of, violence. Yeah, it hers was about the pressures of because she started in like on TV when she was so young. Wasn't she a Disney child? Yeah, she was. And then um, her first big movie was the um, what's the what the camp Camp Rock Camp Rock yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, then that's when she got into more into music and it's really sad, actually her story, like heartbreak and everything like that. Mm. So there's, I think music in general, you're surrounded by people who are constantly chanting your name, but then at the same time, no one really wants to know how you are. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think it's hard. Like I can imagine that anyone in that kind of, um, work situation, like that it just wouldn't be the best like it's got its perks like you wouldn't complain but at the same time it must be really lonely very lonely and people are very quick to pull you down Mm. because I think she even said this Taylor said this herself in the documentary it's kind of nice for a while people want to see you do really well but then Mm. you become something to tear down Mm. because they don't want you to become too much of anything yeah and she was talking about how in terms of social media it's easier for her not to just rather than to look and 
let it go just mm. don't look at all because she'll always find a way to pick it herself yeah so she even said that she had a stalker break in and sleep in her bed <gasps> that's the kind of stuff they deal with oh my goodness mm. that's like crazy you can keep that <laughs> i would rather be oh me gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was interesting um and you, yeah. have you done some cooking this week? Yeah, I did, but I didn't take photos. So I might put the recipe on the blog anyway, but yeah. I did. I was telling Tia before I did a sweet potato slice. So basically mm. how this came about is I wanted to make the zucchini slice, but my zucchinis had gone off and I didn't uh. want to go back to the shops. So I boiled sweet potato till it was really soft, mushed it up, added egg, plain flour, olive oil, garlic, salt and pepper and mush it all up and baked it and it is so yum oh and cheese and cheese on the top no no like in the mixture yeah so nice you know what you could even use that for is um if you made it into shape Mm. like round shapes and you could use them as like sweet potato fritter kind of things yeah but cook them in the oven top it with i could top it with um like hummus or even avocado probably avocado yeah yum yeah it was really good instead of bread (laughs) yeah because it's actually quite nice. good because yeah. it's basically made on the, – the, the portion of plain flour used was so insignificant mm. because all of the sweet potato just wouldn't take it. And I'm yeah. not using – I didn't use heaps of eggs. Yeah. So. And I feel like you could um, – if you can't have flour, you could use um, buckwheat flour. Yeah. Because buckwheat's gluten-free. Which is gluten-free flour. Yeah. Gluten-free <laughs> yeah. Flour. I don't know what – but, you know, some people are always looking for healthier alternatives. Yeah. Or just – Coconut flour. <laughs> yeah. It was really yummy. So yeah. hopefully I can put that on the blog um, when I get back. Yeah. What is our topic for this week? Money. As voted by the people. Yes. <laughs> I still want to do organized. Let's do organized next Okay, recording. we can do organized. Should that... we do capsule wardrobe organized or just organized? No, just organized, just organized. and then capsule wardrobe can be another. Mm-hmm. We have this idea. Let's not talk about it now because okay. we don't want to spoil anything, but we're really excited <laughs> about capsule wardrobe. Yeah. So money. Money is a big one because I think it can be confusing for a lot of people. Yeah. And money is one of those things where when you grow up, I think it's not something that pe- you're taught. Mm. Um, people are scared to talk about it. It's almost shunned upon, mm. I feel. And um, it's like this hush-hush topic of like you would never – and it, it is fair. Like you you don't want to walk around asking people's – like people what their wage is. No. Because that's like sort of rude. That's but social taboo. It doesn't, taboo. it doesn't mean you can't talk about money. No. You know, like I think because that's a that seems a taboo that um the idea of talking about money has also been interpreted as something you can't talk about. Yeah. You know? And mm. I just don't think that that's really um, the healthiest way because you know you finish school and you're ex- just say you get a job and you're meant to do your taxes but no one's taught you how to do your taxes yeah you know like it's even something as simple as that like we don't even get taught basic um you know things to do with money and income and how to prepare for earning money you know yeah I would <laughs> say too you know what really surprises me is that my business degree didn't include an entrepreneurial unit they you know what and sorry to the government and sorry to university but I actually think that no one wants you to succeed in a business like starting your own business my I know that like see this is from me coming from running a business yeah this is how I feel because as soon as you get over like x number of employees or a certain earning or something like that 
everything is an uphill battle. Really? And, yeah. So I have no, I have no yeah. clue what you're talking about. And, and the business that we have, it's like, it's a, it's still a small business, small to medium business. And we're getting taxed and treated as if we're a large corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know even what an example is, but just a large corporation with thousands of employees or, or even, hun- yeah, Apple, like Google. hundreds of employees <laughs> or, you know, and we're not, Yeah, <laughs> we, we are not running at that sort of capacity. So I just think that the way that it's set up in this country anyway, is that you're given the idea that, um, you know, the way that the government spins things is that if you start a business, they'll support you and blah, 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 and it'll all be good. And, and yeah, like I think to a certain extent that they do, but if you do it in the right industry that they want you to, you know, or like if there's like all these conditions and then one, even if you're in that, um, fit into those conditions, once you get over a certain point, they just don't care and they just want to take everything. Yeah. And, it just doesn't and it's not just the Australian government that taxes you, it's the Queensland government and it's not just the tax, it's all the like laws on that change with your employees and stuff as you grow. Mm-hmm. Um and I understand it's to protect the employees and I'm so like I studied HR, I'm so for employees and protecting yeah. them and all of that. But I think there's like a certain point at which like, you know, there's two sides like there's not just one mm. you know I know it's, this is all a bit off topic but <laughs> no it's not and I think it's really it's really interesting that you have that insight because not yeah. a lot of people do and I sort of understand why the government wants to promote particular sectors because that's mm. all for Australia's economic gain yeah right? exactly but at the same time it's still good that people are employing people in businesses yeah. that's why that's the flip side of it and I, like I don't have an economics or financial background at all yeah. but you're like you're at ground zero of this every single day. Um, How did you learn to do things like taxes and payroll and stuff like that? I taught myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's probably the best way to put it um, through troubleshooting online. Mm -hmm. I don't know. um, I think maybe my dad might've mentioned something. Cause your degree wouldn't have covered anything like that. It didn't cover anything. Um, And I think that the lack of, um, I, I just think that, the way that the way that things are set up, they just want you to go to school, go to uni, finish uni, get a job, mm-hmm. and that's it. And if you sort of veer off that path, they make it more difficult for mm-hmm. you, you know. And the, you know, this is just based on my own experience. Again, like I'm not sure. Maybe for some people, it's way easier, and you know, you can not go to uni. But you know, if you don't go to uni, there's so many people who tell you, "Why didn't you go?" Like, mm. and they treat you like you're missing out on something when really like that's not always the case. Like there's so many different options for people that Mm. I don't think you always have to do what, you know, you're told to do, but then it's hard because when you go to an institution to be taught how to do things and they don't teach you those things, it doesn't really make much sense either. Yeah. Well, that's what, because I don't know, there's certain type of things that I love, I'd love to do in terms Mm. of a business, but in a whole business degree, I still wouldn't know how to start a business. No, so I, when I was at uni, one of my uni friends and I were like, oh, we have this idea to like make a juicing business. Like we wanted to do cold pressed juice and sell it. And so um, I actually, we set up a business. We had, um, what did we do? We created, um, what, a partnership? Like mm-hmm. a, a, we created an ABN 
with um, us too. Like I've always had an entrepreneurial. Yeah, you do. You, know, you yeah. can just tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> at uni, I set up a business. Yeah. Obviously it went to nothing, but it was just like this whole idea and everything that I did, I just did it from researching how to do it. So mm. no one is going to teach you how to do those things really. Mm. If Which I really do think if you do study a business degree, they should because that's what business is. <laughs> people don't go into business just to work yeah. necessarily as someone that works in a business. They yeah. might want to run the business. Yeah. And people will say, well, study management. But management is the weirdest degree to me because how do you study how to be a manager without being a manager straight away when you graduate, yeah. without any yeah. managerial experience? It's just, it, that's all weird. Yeah. But I mean, coming back to money, you made an interesting point before because a lot of people at our age have either finished uni or not gone to uni. Mm. If you haven't gone to uni, you're probably a lot further ahead in your career. Yeah. And you've probably made more money. Yeah. If you have gone to uni, you're probably graduated by now and you're on a starting salary. Or you're like me who's done that and then gone back. Yeah. So you're like <laughs> basically just living the student life. And it's Nothing really interesting <laughs> because I think there's this well, it's not a surprise that people in our generation don't like waiting, right? Yeah. That's what afterpay is all about. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of labor, yeah. which was you hold this for me and I'll bring you back yeah. money every week and we'll pay it off. That's yeah. what pa- our parents would have done. Yeah, definitely. Some places can still let you do I labor. I remember when I was in high school or just finished high school, like at the start of uni, and I even used labor once. Mm. Because I wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, and it was a nice way of nabbing yeah. something before someone else yeah, stole exactly. it. Stole it. But, bought it. You know, bought it out from underneath you. Um, but now, Afterpay has come and reversed that, which yeah. is essentially get it now but pay it off. And Which is basically like a credit card. Yeah, it does. Which is it can go against you. Slope. Yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, you and I are obviously not – we're not – financial advisors by any stretch of the imagination but I still think it's important to talk about our money habits because talking about these types of things makes us all aware and I I think that's the problem traditionally with money is that the less we talk about it the less aware we are exactly and we're not sure if what we're doing is what other people are doing yeah so in terms of afterpay there was an article that I read when it first came out Mm -hmm. and it was from Mamma Mia and it's a girl uh a woman. <laughs> um, her name's Amy Clark and she, the title of it, I've just discovered Afterpay and it's ruining my life. Okay. And basi- Can you link that in the yeah, episode notes? But basically what it is, is that she used Afterpay and yeah, okay, if you buy one thing that's $100 over eight weeks or whatever, you pay $25 a week. But if you buy Well, 10- you don't need to yeah, that's yeah. over four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but they do it fortnightly payments, I oh, think. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. I so- should have said that. I yeah. was like, well, we both did <laughs> math, math. and you were not that bad. <laughs> so, but basically that works fine if you're just buying something for a hundred bucks. Mm. So it's $25 every fortnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but basically what she did is she bought $500 things. Yeah. And then it got a bit out of control and she said- Because that's $100 a fortnight yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, more than that. And then she said- now she's like on a diet of instant noodles or like she just said that she's just struggling and she basically can't mm. go anywhere or do anything because she just wanted to buy the shoes because it's said, way too easy yeah and she said she doesn't regret it but at the same time it's so dangerous like yeah. it's like a slippery slope <laughs> yeah and I think it those types of things can go against you when you want to get a loan in the future yeah um 
because someone was telling me that it's not good to show that you can't have patience and save. Yeah, exactly. Especially for something that's $100. Yeah. Most people our age could easily just wait and buy that when they had that cash. So I think that's a really interesting concept. Have you ever bought anything on Afterpay? I don't even have an account. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I do have... um, Oh, really? She... I've witnessed her using it to buy some like $80 worth of shoes um, at some, you know, random shop. And I was just shocked that she, like, I understand everybody's in different financial positions, but I always like to, in my mind, never buy something that I can't afford. Yeah. Um, That's something that I've always had as a rule of thumb. Like if I can't pay for it out, like outright now, Mm -hmm. then why am I buying it? Because why am I getting myself into debt? over this and and afterpay sort of maybe normalizes the idea of debt um mm. or having a debt because it's not known it's not a typical credit card mm. it's a type of credit card it's, it's a, a standalone of- it's a standalone repayment yeah essentially yeah i mean when you think about it our phones phone um well you're not yeah. you're not on i'm um, not on a contract no but a phone contract <laughs> is somewhat similar yeah it is in yeah. that you get it now but you pay it out but i think that's a little yeah. bit different it is slightly different i still decided that i didn't want to be in that boat mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine like i just worked out that paying um a sim only plan with the provider that i'm with was um better value than paying off a phone and the plan together but obviously Mm. then you have to have the money to buy the phone yeah and a lot of the time people don't which is fine like you don't need to and that's probably one of the more um realistic or or okay like day-to-day expenses that even a bank would be okay with you Mm. having that whereas I've heard that some home like people trying to get home loans if they know that you have an afterpay account or something like that then they won't approve loans yeah, for I've, you. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. too. I heard that on, there's a few good podcasts on money, but I would definitely recommend everyone listen to She's on the Money yeah. because Victoria Devine is a professional financial advisor. And I her, looked at her Instagram and I showed my sister that 10000 by the end of the year yeah, saving thing. So her, yeah, so her podcast is incredibly informative and it's broken up into lots of different episodes about specific financial problems. Mm. But I think I mentioned it on last week's episode, which yeah. was... Um, there is, she's done a few different types of budgeting bingo and it's Mm. basically, yeah, 52 weeks and each week has a different dollar amount and you transfer that amount every week. And then at the end of that 52 weeks, you'll either have a thousand dollars, $5,000 or $10,000 in savings, but she breaks it down for you and really explains the impacts of things like afterpay, um, your hex debt for uni. Is that a good or bad loan? What's good? What's bad? Um, and also she's really big into money stories as well. So yeah. how, how we impact money, how we come across money in our youth yeah. influences how we see money as adults because yeah. th- that it's just a narrative that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely recommend She's on the Money podcast and they have a great Instagram. And um, My Millennial Money is mm-hmm. also another really good um, Instagram that I would encourage people to follow as well because the more type of ways that we gain access to this information the better in my opinion because that way you're getting that breadth of knowledge and not just one person's opinion because I think money is something that can people can go about it in a lot of different ways because people come into money and fall out of money in a Mm. lot of different ways there's no such linear story no um and that's how even what you do straight out of high school whether you go to work straight away or you go to uni straight away yeah it's different for everyone how we come across that money. Yeah. So I think it's really important to have a massive, massive database of mm. experiences and information to draw off yeah. for that reason. Um, but 
I think another thing that people sort of worry about is hex debt. Yeah. So do you have hex debt? I do. I'm paying it off. Mm -hmm. I decided to pay it off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know it it comes out of your salary or when you hit a certain um, annual salary, it comes out, which is like good. But I just don't like having a debt to the government, especially to the government. Um, I know that sounds bad, but I just don't want to be in debt to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of people do see it as a good debt because it's an investment in your future. It's not a bad debt. Like, I don't think it's bad. Mm. Um, That's in inverted commas. But um, I just think that for me anyway, I didn't even realize this, but I thought that if you did a payment on your hex um, every financial year that you wouldn't get um, interest on your um, hex. But I found out that it's not actually interest. It gets compounded. It gets indexed. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 It's Cause we get asked yeah. this question all the time at work, which is yeah. a good thing because yeah. it's in alignment with inflation it rather is. than yeah. interest. That, that is, is a good thing to know. It's good that it's indexed because it changes. But some, I noticed that when I looked back and I had to, I actually had to research what indexation was because mm, I didn't me too. know what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and But when I found that out, I was like, well, this debt's not getting any smaller. Yeah. (laughs) So then I decided to pay it off because in one year, like I might get indexed like a grand just say, but because my salary is like only X amount, I might only pay off like $1,500 because they don't take a big amount out of your salary. No, it dribbles away. Yeah. And you'll notice a difference when you're no longer paying it anymore. Exactly. But the problem is, is you're they like add on because of indexation another thousand dollars but then you only paid off like 1500 so realistically you've only paid off 500 yeah so then like it's just so frustrating yeah why (laughs) but i still think in terms of the way that we have a hex help that's only if you're an australian citizen or a permanent humanitarian visa holder or a special cfb holder from new zealand Mm -hmm. um so we're super lucky if we're eligible for that. And with that, we get a Commonwealth-supported place. If yeah. Most undergraduate courses offer a Commonwealth-supported place, which means that you pay approximately half. Yeah, so which it's, is we great. are really lucky. I know we don't have free, edu- we don't have free tertiary education. Yeah. We used to. We don't anymore. And that would be amazing. But I am still grateful that we do have HECS and Commonwealth-supported places yeah. available to, to a lot of us. I think it makes um, for, for the citizens and other people who are like eligible for it it makes access to like tertiary education much easier Mm. and then the next step to that getting good job and like you know getting to that next step of life yeah um, it's important for yeah it's important for australia in in whole to have that available to people because otherwise who will become our doctors Mm. who will become our nurses yeah exactly um but then i think of places like america yeah. And I just don't know how people have the Survive. money to go to university. It's crazy because their university, like, prices out of the world, out mm. of this world, like, crazy expensive. And not only that, but a lot of them study away from home. Mm. So then on top of that, they have to pay boarding costs and work and they end up getting massive debts before they've even started life, which you know, those debts are normally to banks, which have interest. Yes, because yeah. they do get their loans from banks. Yeah. And I was actually listening to a really good podcast the other day. It's called Today in Focus, which mm. I highly recommend because it's a daily snapshot um, of really high journalistic integrity, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yesterday's, uh, yesterday's podcast was on the Iowa caucus. So basically winning the Iowa caucus in the American election 
race is super important because historically the last four people that have won the Iowa caucus out of the Democrats have actually ended up being the Democratic elect at the presidential run. So you know how over there, firstly, people battle out to represent their party and then they go to the final election Mm run. Um, The Iowa caucus is super important because it's sort of been a predictor for the last few the last few elections. Um, and because it's a caucus, that's kind of what they have when they elect a pope in that it's not a secret ballot. There's people standing in the room and it's very open and very obvious. Yeah. Literally people stand on different sides of the room so who they want to vote for. Oh, wow. So you're really, you're showing your true colors. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a really interesting state because it's a swing state. So mm-hmm. it, it helped elect Obama, but it also helped elect Trump. So you never really know yeah. which way it's going to go. Um, but what was really interesting there is that I think a, a reason why it's potentially a swing state and hard to predict mm. is because it's got a lot of traditional conservative Americans. Yeah. But it's got a lot of university students as well. Yeah. So everyone knows that historically university students have be- been very free thinking. And because we have a stake in the future, because yeah. we're young, we seem to be a little bit more agile and mm. that would move move votes because that's typically more a democratic thing in the US. Yeah. And they interviewed a university student there and I think they'd re- they'd recently graduated and the journalist said who are you voting for and she was going for someone that was quite democratic and three- mm. free thinking and she said I have such crippling university loans. Yeah. Um and I really need this I need this to change for future generations and they said can you give us a ballpark figure of what your university loans are and it was six figures. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So you're in your mid 20s with a six figure debt because you had tertiary education. That's crazy. Mm. A lot of parents start saving for their kids, like all parents who are able to in the US start saving for their kids, um, like college and stuff when they're before they're even born. Mm. And that's why a lot of their college <laughs> programs have such amazing athletes because. Yeah. People leverage their athletic ability to get into university. Which you so should if you can because – and even here, like, like, I think you've told me this before, is people sometimes aren't even aware of scholarships available to them here in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know one of my friends, her um, partner, he's part Aboriginal and he um, has access to a lot of um, those scholarships that um, – for that – group of people Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say but Mm. um yeah so he takes advantage of those which is so great because why why shouldn't you like oh yeah you should always apply for scholarships because you never know exactly I didn't when I left high school and I regret that because but some of them are even just as simple as paying for your textbooks for uni like don't they have ones like that where um well that's essentially what the money can go towards but you don't have to necessarily have to. spend it on yeah. that, which is great. Because if yeah. it's your money, it's it's in your bank account and you yeah. spend it to cover your rent or whatever. But yeah, if you're eligible for any sort of scholarships, um, I definitely think that that's important. Why not? <laughs> I mean, the university that I go to has a really good scholarships page and you can filter it by oh, undergraduate, postgraduate, future student, current student, wow. um, international um, nationality, like any internationally or inter- uh, any nationality or... <laughs> specific ones um so yeah i think scholarships and any sort of government um help you can get Mm. you should definitely be applying for even if you don't use it because Mm. if that is there for you then why not make the most of it and if you didn't get it then at least you tried yeah at least you'll you'll know that there's you know you couldn't have done anything else you definitely tried your best but 
I also think as well in terms of money, something that really annoys me is when the banks send me letters about getting a credit card. Do you get those? Well, I have a credit card, Mm -hmm. but I have a rule. What is it? I won't spend, like with life, I won't spend money that I can't, like, so basically if I want to buy something that's like a hundred bucks, I'll pay for that on my credit card, but I need to have the hundred bucks in my bank account Mm -hmm. to pay it off. Okay. Because I am not for paying credit card interest. That is not okay. No. They are ridiculous. So I don't think I get the letters because I already have a credit card. Right. So, but I think before I had gotten one or maybe two, but I think that... Maybe I was never a target because I didn't have a full-time job at the time. Yeah. You know? But I don't know if they even know that. No, I don't know. But it's happened to me over the past few years. I still don't have a credit card because, like you, I just don't pay for anything if I can't afford it. Which means that, like, I live a pretty frugal... Not a frugal life, but I don't don't buy things that are excessive. Like, I've never bought a really expensive handbag or a really expensive pair of shoes because I've either been a student... Or briefly working full-time and blowing yeah. money because I was excited because I had money, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I've had to quickly switch back from that to student. And then even now, if I'm forecasting my money future, I see yeah. myself, even this year, becoming so much more financially aware so that when I do finally graduate, I will be set for very typical adult spending, yeah. like house deposit saving. Yeah. So yeah. I'm probably never going to go, not for a while, yeah. will I be that person that's like, you know, splashing out and buying this and that because just for the way my life's gone, like we were saying before, no one's money story is linear. Um, I think for a while I'll be kind of very sensible with my money. Mm. But I also think it's important to know your values when it comes to money because (laughs) you can't be everything. No. We were saying this at work. Um, If you want to be really environmental, sometimes that takes money. Yeah. So to be really financially aware... Sometimes you have to forego some environmental things. And, yeah. you know, it just – things intersect way too much for it to be really easy to do everything really, yeah. really well. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think – so for me as well, getting the credit card, it was like, why did I get it? Mm. It was to get points. For, yeah, you are really into your points. Yeah, I'm really into it. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like on points hacks and everything. Like we booked our trip to Europe using points we mm-hmm. just paid tax which is like great because then that saves us money yeah so they're like little things that you can do to save money but then you can't mix it up with then being tempted into buy something that's going to get you into more trouble down how the did track. you find out about the points um through my husband yeah okay. <laughs> he was like he wanted to know more about it I suppose and he sort of put me onto that mission he was like yeah like do this yeah can you please do this for us and I was like oh okay whatever and then I think I just got addicted to the points which mm-hmm. is fine like it's how do you accrue the points by using just credit spending card? Yeah. yeah so which is bad like to get points you have to spend so it's like all linked with spending but for example my Woolworths card shout out to Woolies again <laughs> um, the select rewards card <laughs> yeah so I have that linked into instead of getting ten dollars of Woolies credit I get a thousand Qantas points so okay that's like another way. That was an option they brought in yeah. f- in the past few years. Yeah. So for example, if I go shopping at Woolies, um, I can scan my Woolies card and get points, but then use my Amex or Visa card and get more like, so I get double, double points. points. Yeah. So they're mm. like little things that I've learned that are hacks. And then whenever I get an email from 
woolies because sometimes they do like oh if you spend fifty dollars this week which i normally do anyway yeah. just in my grocery that shop that is so easy to do yeah oh. then they're like well you'll get bonus points this week and then you just have to activate the offer i always activate the offer even if i don't know mm-hmm. that you're gonna, I'm gonna go, go there yeah because then if i do it's already activated yeah so it's just little things like that where you're aware of things that are going on and and i'm with amex um and they have like local deals around so um they have I don't even know how to put it but just say you need to buy a new pair of shoes from Foot Locker they might have a deal with Foot Locker where if you spend a hundred dollars you'll get cash back of like ten dollars right okay so those are little things that you can find and I'm not suggesting to anybody to get a credit card because if you don't feel like you're um you have the self-control to handle one like I would actually suggest to stay away yeah <laughs> but if you know you do you can actually use them to your advantage mm-hmm. um but it does take a lot of research and time to be able to get to that point because I didn't just learn all these things overnight it was over time yeah through having it and using them I think that's what everything with money is it's time and understanding yeah. the value of money yeah certainly when you start working anyway you feel like you spend so much time at work for one payday a, a week a month yeah. a fortnight whatever it is and it's so quick to to burn through and mm. the bit that always gets me is when it's tax time and you see what you've earned in the year and you just go where, where did, did that, that go, go? <laughs> so that's why this year I'm being so much more vigilant yeah. and sort of thinking about my money a lot more and I did a budget which was from she's on the money you can mm-hmm. download on their Facebook page you can yeah. download a budget sheet and I really recommend everyone do that because it made me really consider all my outgoing costs yeah. for instance I have a cat and I was paying pet insurance for my cat, but she doesn't really go outside that much. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, it was only $25 a month, but still I wouldn't be happy if someone burnt that in front of my eyes every month. So I may as well just get rid of it. And then I looked at the amount I was spending on little things like coffee. Yes. Because I love coffee. Yeah. So I've said to Dan, you're not, because I have a coffee machine here and I Mm. said, we're not buying coffee anymore. That's yeah. it. Like we're moved back here. No more coffee. I'm making you one every day. That's going to save us $4.50. Yeah. Well, I was buying two or more a day. That's so much. So there were some weeks where I could spend like a lot of money on coffee. So now I've brought in a rule and some days it's not perfect because no. if I, if I'm with my boyfriend or with one of my friends and I just happen to pay for two coffees, that's so be it. I'm kind yeah. of flexible in terms of, I'm not going to be like, I pay for mine and you pay for yours. Yeah. Like I'm just, but I hate it when I get, I hate money being so, like that. But it's so fine to be like that because like with anything in life, you can, you have to be flexible. Otherwise you're just going to worry exactly. yourself sick. That's what I mean. And so, so that's why as a general rule on a general day, I'm either, I'm buying one coffee or I've bought my pods because I have an yes. espresso machine. And when I, it probably sounds excessive that I spend so much money, but I do have to note here that I'm basically a non-drinker. Like I yeah. just, um, I don't really go out at nights anymore. So, and if I do, because I'm not a drinker, I drive. So I don't yeah. spend money on Ubers. Um, so I think in general terms, compared to a lot of other people at our age. Yeah, we don't spend. I don't I spend don't my money either. on that. You're the same. I'm, I'm half Asian, as we can all tell. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. <laughs> but I actually want to allergy to alcohol so I if I drink I can only have one Mm. and most of the time I don't because it makes honestly it makes me feel sick so yeah like I just 
I'm the same as you. We really don't spend money on alcohol. So yeah, or partying. No. Like, because the, the nights out when you're young, you spend so much money, especially where you and I live. Yeah. Uber out, Uber home, plus drinks, plus the incidental food you end up buying. Yes, when you get those midnight munchies. Yeah. <laughs> and then I definitely, I catch the train to work because I want to cut down on petrol and yeah. parking because where yeah. I work, parking can be so expensive because yeah. it's right in the city. So because I do all of those little things, I think it's fair that I buy myself a cup of coffee because that's my indulgence yeah (laughs) um but it was really good doing a budget just to see where those costs were mounting up and because I've just turned 25 um I have my own health insurance now so Mm. even going through that process of um detailing what sort of private health insurance I wanted I found that so interesting so I look after getting married I looked at health insurance and what I wanted in health insurance Mm -hmm. um and we decided not not to get it just yet because mm-hmm. we don't we'll probably get it at the end of this year but the health insurance cover I wanted would cover like everything that we would want in the next you know five five years just say because you know when you get a um coverage or what I don't know what you call like a policy mm-hmm. um it takes a while for all those different parts of the policy to kick in yeah so you have to be prepared for like when you to wait them out yeah, yeah exactly a lot of them are like two two month waiting periods yeah. so a lot of the ones that I want to get are related to family, which mm. makes sort of sense because I'm sort of, you know, going to be heading in that next step of life sometime. So I don't know yeah. when, but um, in the future. And so when you go into policies like that, it, and especially for two people. It's so expensive, it's right? It's so expensive. Because I was speaking to my mum about this and a, two people is counted as a family. Yeah. And you can have kids and they're still covered in that one policy. So that's why it's so expensive. Yeah. So I'm single, even though I'm not single. But you know what's interesting is the price. So if I change my policy from that to sing, like I'm not, but if I just made it for a single person, it's not like a worse price or better price. It's literally half the price. Yeah. So if you're just say, because I know some single health policies, insurance policies are like, just say $20 a week. Mm. If you're paying that exact same policy for two people, it's just forty dollars a week. Yeah. And then if you had kids, they would still be covered under that. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. It's that's what the. Yeah. It's kind of a rip off because if you're just two people, sometimes it's easier to be singles. Yeah. Until you have kids <laughs> in, and then it, yeah, they're yeah. still covered under the couple. So it's a really weird system because it's not it's like so weird. The more people you're covering, the more money you pay. That exactly. would make sense to me. Yeah. But um, I was actually having a look at them, and what's really interesting is. Sort of like, I think it depends, again, what life stage you're at and how much money you're willing mm. to spend. But there was such a variance in yeah. what you could get. Like, there's really basic cover. Um, or Which there's like ones... like $20 a week. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, one of my biggest things was, well, like, if, if I do have kids in the future, I thought that that would just be a normal waiting period. And because I've been on health insurance in the past, yeah. they often waive your waiting periods because yeah. you've actually already served those on yeah. past covers. Yeah. But did you know that the min- this is kind of, I'm saying this because I think this is a really interesting fact for anyone yeah. listening and probably a lot of people would already know, but um, it's government mandated that every private health insurance company has a 12 month waiting period for pregnancy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, to have a baby in private cover is already expensive. There's yeah. already out-of-pocket expenses. Yeah. But to be covered for that, you have to have paid for at least 12 months, which gestation period is 40 weeks. Yeah. So... That doesn't seem to make sense. No, like, there's no <laughs> such thing as, you know, like, 
falling pregnant it's and then like being able to, to be yeah, covered. You have yeah. to have had it beforehand. That's crazy. So that's just something that like it makes it really, really hard, I think, yeah. because you never know what's going to happen to anyone. Like, no. you can't predict your future. And that's why, like, that's half the wonder of life, I guess. Yeah. But because I said that when I was speaking to the, the I went through Compare the Market and yeah. I said, does anyone. Oh, my gosh. Those people, are, maybe you have a different experience, but they're so annoying. They just they call, call you. and call They call you straight call. away. Yeah. Don't put if that's another thing. If you <laughs> don't want someone to call you in the five minutes after you finish your inquiry online, don't don't do it because yeah, they call you straight away. I just wanted to know the prices and yeah. just to compare for my own knowledge and stuff. And as soon as I was done, they just started calling and bombarding yeah, me. Yeah, because... The reason why is because so when you stressful. look, yeah, but when you look directly at the health insurer's price versus compare the market's price, they're exactly the same. Yeah. So compare the market makes money by signing people up. Yeah. So that's why they call you after. Yeah. So if it makes you, sense. yeah, put put a fake phone number in or something. I don't know, but be <laughs> I will prepared. in the future. Yeah, because they will bombard you. But that also goes for anything. Like if you look at home loans through like home loan brokers and stuff, that's they do the same thing as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm sure it's in the terms and conditions somewhere. Yeah. We just don't read them. Yeah. Do you, if you don't have health insurance, do you put aside emergency funds? Yeah. So my, I actually read, guess what? I've read lots of books about money. This doesn't I surprise me. That's love, the kind of yeah, reading that you like doing. It is. And to be fair, like I probably was half kidding myself to think that I would read heaps of novels. <laughs> yeah. But I you don't can still have, read. I like, yeah. I like reading things that are going to teach me things that I can utilize in life. So um, there's a book that I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, and I don't know if you've even read it, The Barefoot Investor. Yeah, I and, read it. Um, yeah, and it actually talks about having different types of funds mm. for where you should put your money and stuff like that. So um, I did read that one, and I think that's an interesting concept. And I do have um, accounts in my banking that not an – I think he recommends ING. Yeah. I just stuck with who I – always have been with mm. um and I've just created sub accounts for yeah. that and um actually interestingly enough is that um when I start saving money I don't want to spend any mm. <laughs> are you the same where like you just see it growing and you're like yeah oh my gosh and then when I have to spend it I feel like pain like, same oh. I feel really sick when I spend money <laughs> but it's fine like it's obviously there for us to use and we're saving it for a reason but yeah I like I know for example like um, I'm on, I don't know if I should say that I'm on contraception. So I have to go to the doctor once a year, yeah. um, to do that. So I know that I'm at least going to the doctor once a year, but just say, I'll factor in that I might go five or six times, yeah. you know, um, I know so that you I go, over budget. Yeah. Yep. I know that I go to the dentist twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so my appointments, I think are like 150 mm-hmm. each time just for a general checkup and hygiene clean. Or something. clean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I might have like a, I have Fisher seals, which is like, no one cares, but they might cost like a hundred dollars to top up. So mm-hmm. if I ever need that, then I might just have like a f- few extra hundred dollars yeah. just in that kind of category. But yeah, like I do have things that I keep in mind, but I just like, to be honest, I just save as much as I can. Yeah. Like I try to spend, I, I don't want to be stingy and I don't think that I am. Like, I feel like I just want to live life in generosity yeah that makes sense like I don't um want to be the kind of person who's like oh just pay me back that yeah or dividing like numbers perfectly yeah it's just like whatever like if the bill's like 100 I don't know you know what I mean like I just don't care but like in saying that I also try and save as much as I can so just say I don't know if I put aside 20% of what I've earned 
to spend and then 80% I'll try and save. That's a lot. Instead of, yeah, instead of doing it the other way. I know a lot of people do it the other way. Yeah. Cause they have more expenses or they just want to go out drinking or not that that's like, yeah but they just have more things that they want to spend money on which is fine but it I also to... depends on what your wage is too because exactly. if i saved 80 percent of my wage yeah i would really like not have any money to pay off yeah. my bills like yeah. and it definitely depends on um, i think my millennial money was talking about fast saving like fasting in terms yeah. of picking a week of a month that you are really stingy and that definitely would work to your benefit if it was a week where you had nothing much yeah. outgoing but yeah. like you know how you have those weeks? My last week I had three different bills yeah. due. So it's kind of like, well, that took a big chunk of my yeah. pay before I've even done anything with it. And then I decided to go away on a holiday last minute, which didn't come out of my savings. Yeah. Because I've got savings in a separate banking account that yeah. I have no card for. That's good. And I've never paid anything from that account. So when mm-hmm. it when it's in that account with that bank, it's gone. Yeah. It may as well it's be dead to me. It's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So because I'd already transferred savings into that last week and this week, I felt a little bit better about like yeah, going doing away. this last yeah. minute trip because I was like, well, you've already saved. Yeah. So just do it because that's where like I'm like you, I, I want to save so much that I get to the point where I feel bad about spending money. Yeah, I feel like I've been blessed though in that I spent my whole like teenage years growing up like in uni and everything growing up at home where I didn't have any expenses. Yeah. So I, I was like really able to save so much. Yeah. So, and that's not everybody's situation, which is Definitely. so fine. Yeah. But for me, I think as a general rule, I just want to be saving more than I'm spending yeah that makes sense I think like there's a few again depends on your upbringing but I'm happy to have moved out of home so young because it gave me an appreciation of how to budget because I knew that I had to be buying my groceries and that I had to know what bills were coming in and what was going out so from a really young age I've never been caught out because nothing's ever been a reality shock yeah um and that's why like I even got a raise account have you heard of raise no. R-A-I-Z. It's a roundup account. And basically... I was about to say, I yeah. was going to talk about them because there's one called Wiser. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I have Ray's and it's great. I checked the other day and there was like $900 in there. Wow. Yeah. Because I think crazy. it automatically takes $5 a week plus rounds up to the nearest dollar. Wow. So if I buy a coffee for $5.05, it takes 95 cents. Wow. Yeah. And I... Because How long have you had it for? Um, okay. Well, I probably had it for, I've had it for maybe 18 months now, but I have drained it because um, wow. this time last year, it was while I was on prac. So when I'm on prac, I'm working five days a week for nothing yeah. and working one day a week and having one day off. So yeah. it's really low on money time. And yeah. um, I took my car because it was making a really weird noise and the yeah. brake pads had gone. So that's emergency yeah, car repairs yeah, yeah. and it costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but I just emptied my raise account. But that's so good because mm. then in a way that's your emergency fund. It's my emergency fund. Um, so I definitely don't ever touch it for anything fun. Yeah. Like with this trip, um, I'm going to Adelaide on the weekend because my partner has a wedding there and Woo-hoo. he already paid for accommodation. <laughs> so I could get really cheap flights. So I just yeah. kind of thought this is an example of, yeah, like if you're really watching your bottom dollar, you wouldn't go. But yeah. I think it will be worth more for me to spend the money and like... And have fun. <laughs> well, just like I won't pay, I won't do much when I'm yeah. there. I'll just kind of be there. But I'd hate to miss out on this opportunity because yeah. we both love travel so much. Like yeah. travel is one thing that I'm happy to spend money on because I think it like makes us richer, right? Yeah. We've, we've got, learned so much from it. Yeah. And because it's a passion of ours, like we, we would just do it. Um, 
and I would never use my raise funds for that because no. that's there for like if, if something happened tomorrow yeah. I would be able to access it but it's great because you don't even see it growing yeah I think that's a really I think those kinds of apps are really helpful and mm-hmm they're little things that you don't realize like something that I have is a loose change jar Mm -hmm. um and I try to just say for example in a week if I only want to spend $50 on extracurricular things so like going out for breakfast or something I'll actually draw out that money Mm -hmm. as cash and that's a really good idea yeah so then you don't I think when you have a card and you're just tapping away now it's so easy to just not think Mm. but if you have actual money in your hands um you feel it more yeah um and any money I have left over from doing things like that I put in to my jar that's great so, like at the end of the week and it's it's a practical way of doing the like you know those kinds of roundup apps yeah um and I think then when you count the coins in your jar and sometimes even if it's five dollars or something I'll just put it in because it's still money that I'm yeah don't want to carry over into the next week and be tempted to spend mm. Um, but that's a really good way to save extra money yeah that maybe otherwise I know you could spend it buying a coffee or whatever but it's good if you don't (laughs) I was thinking too I really want because I get paid fortnightly so Mm. what I'd really love to do is once I've made my because I make a savings deposit once a week yeah once I've made those and then paid for everything else like everything else in the fortnight what's left on payday yeah I will transfer into savings yeah and then start from zero again yeah I think it's a really and of course like some fortnights that's not going to be possible because like you'll be like negative or yeah. like there'll just be like not much there but then you go through other phases where you just there's no one's birthday there's no yeah. bills for that fortnight you know like it's yeah. just a really good time <laughs> I think it's it's a good idea to do that because then you're starting on zero and yeah you're like you're shoveling money away rather than it's there so I'll spend yeah, it exactly and there's something like there's something to be said for rewarding yourself in small ways like where I work I walk past seed every time oh do you <sighs> and because some days I finish in the city it's late night shopping till late like on Friday nights and <laughs> if I finish early on a Friday and I walk past seed I'll always be so tempted to go in and spend money <laughs> so last Friday seed was open and like the minimum I'll spend in there is $60 yeah, yeah, yeah. and I already paid for one coffee for the day but one of my favorite coffee shops in the city was still open because yeah. I finished early and I was like I really feel like a coffee. So I'm going to buy my second coffee for the day and not go to seed. Yeah. Because I knew that spending $10 for a day on coffee was better than spending $5 on a coffee and minimum $60 at seed. And that was all it took for me to be like, and then by the time I got to the coffee shop, I was too far past seed. I may as well just just go home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I know that like, it would have been better not to get the second coffee, but that was a better option than going to seed. It's like a little win. See, like one thing that I was going to say as a tip is that just like, you know, if something's on sale and you go, oh, it's on sale, it's such a good deal, I should yeah. buy it. If it if it was $100 and now it's $50, you are still spending $50. You're not saving, a hun- you're not saving yeah. $50, you're spending $50. So, Unless you needed it. Yeah, exactly. The only way it, it's actually good is if you really need it. But a lot of the times I would like to say that I w- don't need those things yeah. that are on sale. That's why I don't go into shops just because it's a sale. Yeah, exactly. It's only if you need something. And then if it happens to be on sale, then wow, that's so great. Or mm. if you know you want something or need something, try to wait it out as long yeah. as possible. That's one thing I've found to do. Um, another thing is, is if I really, really wanted something 
and I just couldn't justify the price, I'll wait till it goes on sale. And if it's still available in my size, I'll buy it. And if it's not, then I'm like, it just wasn't meant to be. So I think like, um, realizing that any money you spend, you're still spending money is something that's really important because you're not actually saving anything. Yeah. I mean like the concept of money is quite simple. Yeah. In and out. That's all it is. Yeah. But there are so many mind games we play with ourselves. And I know like some days when I'm bored, spending money is just the easiest thing to do. So easy. Online yeah. shopping makes it so easy. Not even easy. online. I just drive to the shops. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll get that. Or I'm, because we're all about, you know, like we, a lot of people don't want to post photos in what yeah. they've worn before. It's so easy to fall into the trap of, I need a new outfit. But yeah. I think, really? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm trying now to make a conscious effort to wear the things that I buy. Yeah. I, I think there's a number. I think it's at least 11 times mm-hmm. you should be wearing your clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, not like, obviously, that doesn't count for things like pajamas. No. <laughs> but, you know, key pieces. Yeah. We can touch on this when we talk about our capsule wardrobe. But that's not only financially astute to spend money on nice key pieces, but it's also better for the environment. Yeah. Because having less landfill. So, yeah, I actually want to talk about... Um, sustain like slow fashion as well yeah because that's ties in with the other stuff but that's another topic yeah and I think that's something that you and I both try to subscribe to with with our spending like I'd rather yeah spend more money on a really nice piece in a way yeah and then like have that cover me for three seasons so I just wanted to say some books that I would recommend Tia recommending books for reading (laughs) to do with money um one that my dad got for me that um, as a Christmas present when he decided I should learn to be more financially, um, smart, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, rich dad, poor dad. I don't oh, know if you've read no. it. It's, um, by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. He's Japanese. He looks Japanese. Um, <laughs> he is, it's his last name is, but he's half Japanese American. Mm-hmm. So, um, but his story, um, is based on his upbringing and how he learned about money and what, um, and also touches on a little bit to do with um, future investing, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting because that's also something that I'm very interested in and I like to research a lot yeah. about. Um, another one is Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Um, and that's uh, got different fundamental tips on how to, I suppose, be more in control of your money rather than, you know, the end of the week coming after you've got you know, and everything's out of control. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I have like negative dollars or something. Yeah. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'll put all these down in the description, by the way. Yeah. But um, that's also another good one just to change your mindset on spending habits and all of that. Um, But yeah, those are my ones. Plus also The Barefoot Investor. That's a really simple, um, easy read, I think. Yeah. And I think it almost thumbs down saving in a way to make it as simple as possible but yeah they're all really interesting and I think that for me the biggest thing is that I want to do next is learn how to get more into investing and compound interest Mm -hmm. um that's my next step in saving yeah and making my my theory is to have on life and with money is to try and make my money work for me yeah so with that philosophy in mind, um, working out the best ways to invest my money is something that I think is really important. Yeah. And this is the side of me that's extremely boring. <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. I think investing is like probably a really clever thing to do. Yeah. And yeah. definitely when like 
I actually earn a proper, well, a more adult wage yeah. <laughs> when I finish with when university. When you're more stable, financially stable. <laughs> um, that will be good. But for now, yeah. like, to be honest, I'm just proud of how I manage my money as a university yeah, student. Yeah, I think it's so good. Yeah, and, like, all the travel that I can do because, because I, again, back to values – when I look at what's important to me and what I'm willing to spend money on, like I said before, I don't go out a lot. And even probably when I first started dating my boyfriend, we went out to brunch a lot. Yeah. But that was just because we were in a new relationship and it's like, it's nice and cool to do that stuff. But, um, since we've been back from New Zealand, we haven't gone out once. So because we we like cooking, I like cooking and he likes, it's a nice activity to do together. Um, like we had our sushi date the other night. So nice. Yeah. And, (laughs) So we've been doing that and also it's kind of better for your health because you know what's in your food. Yeah. Um, so I don't prioritize going out. I'd rather but it's s- like save it. You're rewarding yourself in a different way because you're like, well, I'm not going to go out on these nights, like these weekends that I'm here. But yeah. I'm going to reward, reward, my, oh my <laughs> reward myself by going on a trip and spending the money in that way. Yeah, like which, I definitely – it's more of a long-term thing. Yeah. Like you don't go on trips all the time. No. Um, but another thing I've been conscious of is I really like watching movies and stuff. Yeah. But I haven't gone in ages because I recognize that I have Netflix and Stan and, mm. Stan and Amazon Prime and I haven't been watching any of them. Yeah. So I'd rather like work – the money that I've already paid yeah. rather than spend, you know, because going to the movies is mean. easily $20. Which is why you've watched documentaries like the, yeah. the Taylor Swift one and, and the Cheer. Cheer. Yeah, I've been trying to... too because then they're interesting. Yeah, and, like, and also that's things like a lot of our listeners listen to have Netflix and Stan yeah. so people can do that because they've already paid for it. So, yeah. um, and I know there's a really good book that's come out that I really want to read, but I've got <laughs> three books that yeah, my mom has read up. and given to me. So I'm not going to buy another book. Yeah. So I'm kind of now. like, I'm just, because, because I am a student, I try and like be really, really logical with my money and straightforward. Yeah. And then, um, because again, with the student lifestyle, I can take leave a lot more easily than a lot of people. Yeah. So I can make travel work. Yeah. Um, so I think if you know your values, like you want to value future investments. Yeah. That's why you're saving. Yeah. Um, and future investments don't always have to be what other people think are important for yeah. them to invest in as well. Like don't let other people's idea of what they're investing in influence what you want to invest in either, mm. because I think that it's not always the best thing for you. Yeah. And I would so agree with yeah. that. And that's like, another thing, like don't feel pressured by what other people have I to w- their name. Cause how do you even really know? Like, yeah. You- you don't know. <laughs> like I went to the bank with um, my husband to open up our joint bank account. Mm. And the girl who was opening up her account was so, so nice. Like, don't get me wrong, but she was just like pressuring us in. She just kept saying, oh yeah, like we have home loan lenders here. And she just kept saying like home loan lending and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what happens if I don't want to buy a house like yeah. yet or now or ever yeah like, I think that's I such know. a I, I thought that was a really refreshing to- story when you told yeah. me that because it's something that's like really rammed down our throats yeah and but for me like, okay it's like, fine like honestly it just depends what's what works for you yeah, and exactly. I would rather be someone who isn't financially stressed by taking steps that are too big for mm-hmm. them yeah um and playing it safe for a while or even just like acknowledging that some things are just not achievable yeah at that point and in your I life mean, don't get me wrong like it's not like I never want to buy a house or anything it's just like why do I have to do that like why can't I yeah. do something else and you don't there's a lot of things that come with buying a house that 
you know, maybe I don't want like being stuck in one place. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe and the, I the costs go, that come with that. Yeah. Maybe I want to go live in Sydney or London. And if I have a house here, then, you know, we're stuck. We're, we sort of feel like more stuck here kind of yeah. thing, which is fine. But, you know, there's a lot of things that come with buying a house, like just general upkeep and then mm. rates and other bills that, and even if you rent it out, you still have to pay those things. That yeah. You might only just break even on the cost of your house. So you're not really... Yeah, it's a lot. And I I always think of if I didn't go traveling, I could have taken my money in other places. You know, when you think like that and you're like, I would have a brand new car by now. But I'm like, but (laughs) I I wouldn't have met all these amazing people. I would not have done things that have helped me grow as a person that have made me the person who I am today. I wouldn't have seen all these amazing sites that like stretched my mind. And if I weighed up having a new car right now or having to been, having been to like, amazing places I would still rather be me yeah exactly but and that's fine if that's the flip side like if you're the person that is really really set on your house and the car and you know like even just what's in your bank account and travel isn't something that inspires you you shouldn't feel pressured to go to Europe no if it doesn't you know what I mean like if that's not what your heart wants you to do don't let people tell you that you have to go to Europe or you have to see the world if that's not for you then do what makes you happy I think that's something to be really conscious of is that your priorities are yours only and the only people that you have to really make sure are across that are the people that you're financially tied to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously if you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't have the same money values as you, it, it can be really complicated, yeah. Yeah. especially if you have like joint bank accounts or you're trying to think about a future together. That would be really complex. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure like that's where financial advisors come in. Yeah, but definitely. This has been a good topic. I think so. I think this has been our longest topic yet, but Sorry, I don't guys. mind. <laughs> I hope no one else minds. Yeah. But I feel like money is one of those things that like can just go on forever. But yeah, I would really love like when I learn more about it to talk about investing. Yeah, that would be really good. I'd love that because yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah, because I I'm learning where I've even got a broker account now. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> But it's definitely this is like the nerdy side of me that this is actually the stuff I like doing. Yeah. Um, and this is I think when we first did our intro, this is what I said. We said that this is what I would talk about yeah. sometimes and it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because this is where like we fill in each other's blanks. blanks yeah. Because exactly. I'm just not as. Yeah, it, I'm just not I'm, as up on I it. I think I'm a bit more like um, I don't even know what the right word is, but practical or like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not really because you're also super creative i am i'm both but i've just got like this weird nerdy yeah thing but it also helps that you work in that sort of discipline now. yeah exactly Mm. yeah but anyway thanks guys excited for our next episode as well which is going to be on organizing organizing and just some tips just like just i love it this is what i think we'll both We'll be contributing like, yeah. too because we're both so into it. But um, have a good week. Yes, you too. Um, don't forget to follow in- us on Instagram, Sunday Brunch underscore the podcast. Yes. Rate and review our podcast, please. Share it on your Instagram story, please. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen to us, please. And Lauren will be taking some cute pics in Adelaide. Yes, yep. I'm going to Adelaide on the Otherwise weekend. Known as Radelaide. Radelaide. I'm actually so going rad. to a little um, a little place called Handorf. Actually, by the time people listen to this, I'll be on my way back. (laughs) But um, I'll be sure to share some photos. So anything for the Instagram. (laughs) It's all for the gram. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. (laughs) Bye. Have a good week. Bye.